WWE mentality. Finally, The Rock has come back. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not finished with you. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. Welcome back to WWE Mentality. I am your host, JR, or people outside of WWE Mentality, close friends and family. Call me Jamie, or call me by my real name. So, some disappointing news this week regarding outside of WWE Mentality. We'll talk about here in just a few seconds. My buddy here, Ryan Torrance, I am on Facebook Live. So if you're listening to this on Pandora or Spotify or Apple iTunes or anywhere else, YouTube, just know I was live and you missed out. Um, always go to our Facebook page, WWE Mentality, to check us out as well. Always uh, always like and share our stuff. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about outside of WWE disappointing news. Got some SmackDown Live. Go through the World Rumble, go through Raw, uh, the winners of the World Rumble. The news you may not have heard, but now you have. But, like I said earlier on our Facebook page, this is a commercial free, so we will be not will not be breaking for any commercials here today. But I'm going to first start off with some sad news um, all around the world, not just in the NBA. Um, we have the basketball world. The world in general has lost a true legend, a true icon, and me and my buddy Ryan, who is on Facebook Live right now, watching, got to talking the other night and made a really good point. You know, you have those people out there, you know, in, in all sporting type environments, you know, whether it be NBA, NFL, WWE, any any other world out there, sports where you're an icon, where you're a superstar. And you have that one name, you know, you can say Jordan, you know exactly who you're talking about. You can say LeBron, you know exactly who you're talking about. Cena, you know exactly who you're talking about. Triple H, you know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, Kobe, in this instance, you know exactly who you're talking about. And it's pretty rare that some one individual can leave such a lasting mark on your life and I said it in a a post on Sunday that I made I wasn't a big Kobe fan I really wasn't and I'm a a decent basketball fan I'm not saying I'm a huge basketball fan I'm a decent basketball fan Kobe Bryant has unfortunately uh, been tragically killed along with his daughter Gianni aka Gigi last Sunday, or this past Sunday, in a helicopter crash. Um, it's very unfortunate, but like I said, you have those superstars, you have those icons that leave a lasting mark on your life. And for me, you know, it's it's guys like LeBron, I'm a LeBron fan. It's guys like Triple H, Triple H fan, Cena, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Um, it's those types of guys, and, and women as well superstars all around that leave that lasting mark on your life and it just 
really amazing to, you know, start a profession and think that you want it to be big, right? So I go into every WWE mentality segment thinking that this is going to be my best one. I figured it out. It's going to be best. It's going to be better than all the rest. And it's going to be better than my last segment. can't imagine how much of an impact that I make on people by doing this podcast. So to fathom and figure out how big an impact Kobe Bryant had on the world, you know, I'm I'm only averaging about, you know, 14 views and listens per week on YouTube and, you know, 228 or 200-something downloads, you know, and I hope I'm, I hope I'm making that's the point, right? When you do these kinds of things, you want people to listen, you want people to understand what you're talking about, you want people to get it. And you want them to feel what you feel about what you're talking about. And boot, yeah, I do that. But unfortunately, this past Sunday, we lost the true icon, the true uh, transsetter, trailblazer, um, and Kobe Bryant, tragically killed in a helicopter crash call with I think eight other people, two pilots, and uh, like I said, his daughter, and his daughter's teammate, and their parents as well. Very tragic, and still hard to, to believe, because you don't want to believe. I've, uh, the last couple days, I've watched YouTube videos after YouTube videos about Kevin Bryant, and I'm not one to get like super emotional, right? But it, it's sad to see. It's very sad to see and hear all these, I'm not saying it's sad to hear, but it, it's remarkable to hear all these words and all these people, all these different people, all walks of life, I mean, not in the NBA as well, NFL players, uh, soccer players, uh, people in the street that may knew him, may know him, of him closely, uh, than what, you know, obviously we would, but they all say the same thing. And me being a father now with three boys, I can understand this a little bit. And I definitely respect it for sure. That you know, once he retired, there's a lot of time that basketball takes up. When you're an NBA player that was Kobe Bryant, there's game after game after game, credit after credit after credit. He has his own shoe line out, has his own brand out. I mean, I could only imagine that dude probably only got three three hours to sleep. You know, I always harp on The Rock. Not harp on The Rock, but always congratulate The Rock and live up to his expectations where he only gets a few hours of sleep and then he's back at it the next day. So I, w- I would love to live my life like that. Always have something to do, always fulfilling your schedule, and doing it to the best of your ability where you can handle your business and spend more family time. And that's one thing I've gotten out of this whole situation is that I want to be able to spend more family time and not work so much, but I understand I have to work. You know, everybody has to work. I get it. And there's one thing that you can always do, and one thing I've really concentrated on the past few days is kissing my kids goodbye, telling them I love them. And I I hate even saying goodbye. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But, you know, telling them that you love them, telling them that you'll see them later, 
giving your significant other a kiss and a hug too. It's it's times like these, like like Sunday, that makes you realize how precious life is and how you don't want to waste any second of it. Possibly regretting the fact that you might have not given your kid a hug or a kiss, or you might have not told your kid significant of it. It's really, really heartbreaking. It's really sad that <coughs> it's, it's times like these where we have to think about that, where we're forced to, when we should just be doing it. And a uh, very, very sad situation. daughter on the way to his daughter's traveling basketball game at the Mamba Center right outside of L.A. But, yeah, um, rest in peace, Kobe and his daughter, Gigi. Um, I could only imagine what those few seconds were like before the tragic happened. And with having kids myself, um, I'm sure he would be doing the same thing I would be doing. That's telling my kids it's going to be okay. You know hope I don't ever have to. But on the SmackDown Live was uh, Friday, January 24th, held at PMC Airline Center, Dallas, Texas, the home of the Royal Rumble this past weekend. We started off the show with Roman Reigns and the Usos defeating King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. The Big Dog once again joined forces with his cousins, the Usos, uh, against the... It, it, it's been, it's a dangerous combination. Let's face it, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, King Corbin, a six-man tag match. Things took a little bit of a little bit of a turn when Ziggler suddenly drove Jimmy Uso into the steel steps and the ring post headfirst outside the ring, taking him completely out of the matchup, leaving only Reigns, Roman Reigns, and Jay Uso two-on-three match. They were able to pull it out, pull the W out, because Jimmy did happen to come back into the match and make a big impact on the match. So, big momentum heading in for, heading into World Rumble for Roman Reigns against King Corbin and Paul Town Anywhere in MMA Park. And, um, Jimmy and Jay do so as well. Bailey attacked Lacey Evans during an interview with Michael Cole. Suddenly, without warning, Bailey came out of nowhere, attacked Lacey Evans. Uh, referees had pulled them apart. Um, it was quite the brawl, one we haven't seen in a long time, probably since Charlotte, Becky, and uh, Ronda Rousey last year. Uh, matters did turn to uh, to get a little more intense as the as a few minutes went by when Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross took on Mandy Rose. That match was interrupted because of Lacey Evans and Bailey continuing their brawl. Uh, it also went on backstage with uh, interrupting an interview with Dana Brooke and Carmella. So a lot of a lot of momentum being pulled every each every which wave between Lacey Evans, Bailey heading into their match at Royal Rumble as well. Braun Strowman and Elias defeated Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. No surprise there. I have a theory about Braun Strowman. I'll, I'll talk about it here in a few minutes. I hope it's right. And it's going to make Justin. 
John Morrison defeated SmackDown Tag Team cha- one half of SmackDown Tag Team Champions Kofi Kingston. Uh, in the end of the an extreme hard fought matchup by both competitors, uh, interference by the Miz did cause Kofi to lose the match, distracting Kofi and Kofi getting uh, getting actually getting the best of of the Miz, ending with trouble with Paradise before Morrison attacked. Overcame uh, a little bit of Kofi's uh, offense, ending it with a Starship Pain. Once again, John Morrison beating the New Day. Last week, beating Biggie with Starship Pain. This week, beating Kofi with Starship Pain. So, Ms. Morrison, the New Day, I believe, is going to have a uh, tag team championship match very soon. Might not be in the next week or two, but maybe the next pay-per-view, maybe in Saudi Arabia, uh, February 27th, when they head there. Also, big Saudi Arabia news. I'll, I'll come up with it in a minute. Um, where are we at? Royal Rumble strap match contract signing between Daniel Bryan and Ray Wyatt. Could not get any more interesting than what everybody thought it was going to. Daniel Bryan coming to the ring, getting on the mic, having you know, Bray Wyatt popping up on the Titantron, them two having words, battle of words. Um, Bray pretty much saying, you know, I don't want to come down and sign the contract, but he will. And then all of a sudden lights go out, the Fiend shows up. Um, also has the other end of the strap attached to his wrist, along with Daniel Bryan having the strap attached to his wrist as well. And uh, the Fiend, you know, pretty much beating up on Daniel Bryan pretty bad with that strap. And then uh, in, in typical Fiend fashion, not that I thought this was going to go there, but definitely thought something else was going to happen, was the Fiend stabbed himself with the pin, whether it was or not. Uh, pretty intense to watch. He stabbed himself in the hand with the pin and signed the contract. I haven't seen one of those since Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. And Undertaker stabbed the uh, Brock Lesnar. That in their match at a contract signing match at WrestleMania Warriors. But yes, yeah, SmackDown seems to be on the verge of getting better. Uh, everything seems to be a little bit more intense, you know. I understand you want to go out there and have fun. That's the you know, part of WWE is having a lot of fun. Superstars having fun. You know, Drew McIntyre said it on the phone uh, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning, when he was there. Uh, WWE as the, the what they called the bump with uh, Charlie Caruso and all that. Um, a lot of other panels and people as well. But um, he said that he's just having fun, you know, and, and that's what's good. They, they want their superstars to have fun. I'm sure they do. But there's some characters out there that just people can't do. Like Bailey. She's not doing good, right? I don't think she's doing good. I think she's horrible. She is a horrible heel. She looks like crap. Her makeup is so puffy. And it might be her hair. You know, her hair looks like, you know, an Egyptian, right? Like she reminds me of an Egyptian statue or go to a movie like say Scorpion King or something and you see 
Egyptian woman. And her hair real straight, cut off her shoulders. You know, I just don't think she's doing well at being a heel. You know, she, along with Sasha Banks, yeah, but can she do it by herself? No. But nonetheless, Bailey is the SmackDown Women's Champion. So I have to give her some credit there. On to the Royal Rumble. I thought the Royal Rumble was great. I thought it was really good. A lot of interesting things happened if you weren't paying attention. Uh, a lot of returns, special returns. We'll get to more on that here in a second. But we started off the night with Sheamus defeating Shorty G. I thought Shorty G was going to win. I thought he had this momentum. You know, kind of when... Everybody was calling him short, like King Corbin, and they had their good matches, and I just thought Shorty G would have pulled it out. It was a great match. It was a great match. Um, I just thought he was going to pull it out, because I, I enjoy watching Shorty G. I don't like his mannerisms going to the ring, I should say, because they're a little flamboyant. I don't think it suits him. not saying there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it suits him character but great match Sheamus returning uh, to in-ring action officially for a match from uh, a couple months off but yeah great match all around probably a, a B-plus match United States Champion Andrade defeated Roberto Carrillo to retain his United States Championship <coughs> uh, Andrade man I got some news on him everybody's heard, but I'm going to tell you here in a couple minutes. Roman Reigns defeated King Corbin in the Falls Count Anywhere match. That match was okay. Like, there was exciting times. You know, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode getting involved, Jimmy and Jay Uso getting involved. I could imagine... There's two different ways I look at this. I could imagine that, that match being very exciting to watch if you're in the state. But it wasn't as exciting for me watching it on TV because it, when it came to the porta potty, after Jimmy and Jay and Dolph and Robert did all their deal, and it was just it was coming to the end of the match, and Roman and Corbin were there, and Roman threw Corbin into the porta potty. Was that literally the biggest porta potty anyone has ever seen? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but. That was a huge porta potty for one. Two, it was the only porta potty on wheels. Three, he tipped it over and Corbin didn't even have any stuff on him at all. He was clean. Like that, that's the type of stuff that I look at and I say, that's what they should have done better or different. They should have put, like, at least some stuff on it. Like, Corbin should have came out blue, or a little blue, or, or, or had something on him that would have made the match for the people watching at home, at least, like myself, would have made the match more interesting to see, if that makes any sense. I want to say thank you to Ryan Torrance, uh, who's joining us on Facebook Live right now. Also, my sister, Sarah. Thank you for uh, coming on and at least putting a view in. And Mendez Skies, thank you for joining me today. Again, if you have any other questions, please uh, don't hesitate to ask or any comments you want to do. 
Always like and share our stuff. Go to YouTube and subscribe as well. But yeah, Roman Reigns could have done, I mean, that match could have done, done a little bit better, I think. I give it a C+. Plus. Charlotte Flair winning the Women's Royal Rumble. How surprised was everybody when Charlotte Flair won this match? I'm a huge Charlotte fan, and I was surprised. I had Shayna Baszler winning it. Shayna Baszler obviously coming out at number 30. I I don't know what to think about this. I've read some reports on what, what could happen with Charlotte, and I'll get to those reports in a few minutes, but... I was so surprised that she won it because I was fully expecting Shayna Baszler to win because Shayna Baszler had just lost her title in NXT to Rhea Ripley. And I thought she, you know, that was her moment to be bumped up and take on Becky Lynch. But nonetheless, Charlotte won. I am excited, but was confused. Not so much confused now because I've read some reports. I've looked into it a little more and I can understand it. So... Not so much more confused, but very surprised at the time. SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey defeated Lacey Evans, as I just said. They were, you know, had a lot of steam going into this match. It was going to be a really good match. Very surprised that Lacey didn't win this match. Now, I'll tell you why. Lacey Evans has gotten s- such a monumental push in the last three weeks that... I think everybody there at the stadium as well as watching at home thought Lacey was going to win this match. And they gave it to Bailey. Unless something happened and it, the script got flipped on us, and, you know, they, Vince has a history of doing that. You know, calling down the referees, telling them that they're going to change the match winner. I mean, I was very surprised that Bailey won this match. I I just saw a uh, I saw Lacey Evans win, and then with what happened with the Rumble and, and Charlotte, I saw Charlotte and Lacey. That's I know Charlotte's on Raw, but I, I saw a Charlotte and Lacey feud, and I think that would have been good for business. Universal Champion The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeated Daniel Bryan in their strap match. As I said, it got really intense on the, the Friday before the Royal Rumble with the blood signing of the contract. And uh, Daniel Bryan, I think it's going to take a couple, a couple weeks. And I just don't... Is Daniel Bryan coming to the end of his, his, his push, per se? Because... He was great in the match. I give them the match. Hey, I'm glad they got rid of the light, the red light that everybody desperately hated. Along myself, I thought it was stupid. But I just think Daniel Bryan is going to take a couple weeks off, come back probably around Elimination Chamber, be put in the Elimination Chamber match itself. I don't think he's going to get another title push. If anything, I see him getting a United States or uh, Intercontinental uh, title. I think that'd be good. I think he's a good mid-carder right now because I just don't think the push is there for him to be a main event. Because you have a lot of people. You know, you have Braun, you have Bray, you have Brock, you have uh, Randy Orton, um, Edge now, who we'll talk about in a couple minutes. I mean, you have a lot of people that are, uh, I believe, in, in 
my opinion, that are going to be built up a little bit more in the next couple of weeks, uh, heading down the road to WrestleMania. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Asuka. I tell you what, not still not a Becky fan. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. This turns the right being 33 today. If Asuka was not in this match, that match would not have been great. If it was anybody else other than Charlotte, this match would not have been great. Asuka made the match good. Becky won, I know. But I think Asuka being in there made the match watchable. Becky just does not have it. She's on a roll, okay? You can argue with me on that. Anybody who wants to put up an argument, please email me at teamwwebx at gmail.com. wants to argue that fact because I'd love to argue it. She's been on a roll, and I give her credit for that. And she's she is changing the women's division, okay? But she's not she's not changing it because she's a spectacular athlete. She gives good matches. And let's face it, fifty percent of the WWE is good, you know, putting, you know, getting fans to buy into your stock is having a great match. Other 50% is on the market. I just can't buy into Becky. And uh, last but not least, my pick to win the Royal Rumble coming at number 16, someone who's never won from that number before. Drew McIntyre has won the Royal Rumble, firstly eliminating... Brock Lesnar, who eliminated 14 other people before Drew got in there, or 13 other people. Drew McIntyre, I just had that feeling that he's been on a little bit of a push. It hasn't been super exciting and, uh, and very extravagant to, to say, but Drew getting the, the little bit of a push, and it, it was kind of feeling like that push that was under the radar. Sort of like, uh, maybe he's gonna win, maybe more than what you think anybody else is gonna win, Houthi or something. But I'm glad Drew won. Drew, you know, has a long history with WWE. You know, first coming in, super young, being the handpicked guy by Vince McMahon himself, joining 3MB, the three-man band with Slater and Jinder Mahal then leaving WWE, coming back like seven years or eight years later, NXT champion, comes up and tag team champion with, uh, I believe, Dolph Ziggler, and then, you know, the World Rumble winner. So, I mean, Drew has a long history with WWE, and I'm, I'm actually glad, and I want to see this match between Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. And a stipulation. What that stipulation is, I'll tell you in a few seconds. But I think and feel like this match should have a stipulation. And I'll tell you that. Alright, jumping to Raw. Drew McIntyre challenged WWE Champion Brock Lesnar, as I just said, for the WrestleMania. Uh, after that, pretty much told the locker room that there was no one in the locker room that could beat him. Showing off his power, Luke, you know, Luke Gallows and Carl, Carl Anderson came down to put Drew McIntyre in a handicap match. Drew McIntyre obviously winning that. And uh, short after, Brock Lesnar came down and uh, 
showed Drew McIntyre that you know, just because you play more kick me over the top rope on Sunday doesn't mean I can't F5 you on Monday. Definitely sending a message to Drew McIntyre that he still is the WWE. You know, Brock Lesnar still is the WWE. Rey Mysterio defeated MVP. I was glad to see him. I was happy to see MVP back at the Royal Rumble. Um, MVP taking to Twitter or Instagram, whichever one it was, after Monday night, saying that his match against Ray was definitely his last in-ring match ever. I was a big MVP fan when he was there. I got a response from him on Twitter, so I was pretty excited about that. And uh, his match with Ray was his last match. And you know, what was more exciting about it was that he, you know, he did it in front of his kid, and that was what he was excited about with the backstage interview with uh, Kathy Kelly, I believe. You know, there's a difference between wrestling all these years in front of thousands of people and wrestling in front of your family and your kids. And for him, it's just the film. And I can totally understand that. I can, you know, if I was a superstar, I would love to wrestle a big match like that, with a legend like that with Ken Bray Mysterio. And have that be my last match in front of the kids. Kind of like a, you know, a Goldberg type situation. Uh, Alistair Black defeated a uh, local competitor to Kenneth Johnson. Don't know where they're going with Alistair Black. I wish I did. Um, I, I don't want to see him and Buddy Murphy again, although I thought they put on really great matches. I don't know what happened. It's kind of, kind of weird for me not to know or have a good idea of where one person is heading. Raw Tag Team Champion Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy defeated Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. I uh, have some unfortunate news regarding Samoa Joe uh, and his injury coming out later on. Humberto Carrillo defeated United States Champion Andrade via disqualification. Also against some news on Andrade. Charlotte Flair defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Asuka via disqualification from Kyrie Sane. Is there any reason to put Charlotte over anymore? Especially with Asuka. I mean, they had a hell of a match two years ago at WrestleMania. They've always had good matches. Just, I think there's other people that you could pick against Charlotte to, you know, for her to build people up to. I mean, she might win matches, but if you build her up with, like, Liv Morgan or, hell, even Lana for that sake, and we'll talk about them too in a minute, but people like that, like Sarah Logan, like she was before the World Rumble, Putting, putting those characters over and putting those people over, I think, and building Charlotte up for her uh, WrestleMania opponent, whoever that may be, and who I think it'll be, I'll tell you in a minute. But yeah, I think uh, there's no reason to put Charlotte against Asuka in having that match, in my opinion. 24 champion, uh, listen closely here because there's a lot going on. 24-7 champion Mojo Raleigh defeated No Way Jose. Then... Our truth defeated Mojo Raleigh to win the twenty, win the twenty four seven title again, and then back and forth they go. Raleigh defeated Our Truth to win it back. So Mojo Raleigh getting, you know, does have that security guard? I can't or not security guard, but the guy with him, I can't remember his name. But I guess they're trying to throw a little bit more excitement with that W, you know, the twenty four seven title. Always having our truth around it definitely puts more excitement in it. He's a fun character and definitely entertaining to watch. Mojo Raleigh more of a tough act and 
tough, uh, fake, fake, fake big guy. Liv Morgan defeated Lana. Uh, get back at you know the night before at the World Rumble. Uh, Liv Morgan defeated Lana. Then right, here's the thing, and I'm glad I mentioned. When you get eliminated from the Royal Rumble, should you be allowed, or should it be allowed, that if you're eliminated, you cannot take somebody off the top rope and throw them down on the floor for them to get eliminated? You're already eliminated. You have no say or no feel whatsoever in that match anymore. You're done. You got erased. You're not even there. So why, why can you eliminate somebody? That needs to get fixed. People who give eliminated directly go to the back. It doesn't. It's not exciting for you to get eliminated and then you eliminate somebody else. Let somebody else who's in the match between the ropes, the 20 by 20. Let someone else eliminate that person. I think that's a crappy rule. The WWE needs to change the rules up and, and be gone with people who get eliminated that eliminate other people. I think it's stupid. But anyway, Liv Morgan defeating Lana on Monday Night Raw. Eric Rowan defeated Brandon Vice, another local competitor. And welcome back, the Rated R Superstar Edge. I've got some news on Edge. I'll tell you here in a couple minutes. Randy Orton attacking Edge, though, on Monday Night Raw. You know, Edge is returned to Raw. Edge is back. He's excited. He's emotional. And I can only imagine being gone for, what, nine years and, and coming back to that, ova- that ovation that he had on Sunday at the World Rumble and, and putting on a hell of a show. I mean, Edge is what, like 40-something? Late 40s, mid-40s? Put on a hell of a show at the World Rumble. Lasted a while. Last four, I believe. Tim, Roman, Drew, and Orton. The last four in there. And you kind of got that hope. You kind of get that feeling. That Edge was going to do it. He was going to go on to WrestleMania, main event WrestleMania. Welcome back, Edge. But not the case. Edge eventually getting eliminated by Drew McIntyre, I believe, or Roman Reigns, or which one it was. And uh, Edge coming back out on Monday Night Raw after you know some odd years away. The neck injury had to retire because of neck fusion surgeries. Uh, and Randy Orton just laying waste to him. You know, I think they should bring back the legend. Bring back these legends. It's WrestleMania season. You have legends around anyway. Bring them back and have Randy Orton go to town. Have the legend killer come back. I haven't seen the legend killer in quite some years. But I think you should bring some legends back. My personal opinion. That wraps up Raw. I want to say, I want to say thank you to RedCircle.com, which is our hosting site for this podcast as well. I am always on, on Facebook. Facebook Live, so if you're listening to me now, you obviously missed out on Facebook, but you have a chance to make up if you want to email me your questions, like and share our stuff, email is teamwweobx at gmail.com, email me any questions, anything you want to say about the show, if it's good, the music's too loud like it was last week, uh, I know that, so don't tell me, it's going to be toned down this week, but yeah, I mean, come over on our Facebook page at WWE Mentality. Go to YouTube. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google. I want to say thank you to all the people who have, who are or will be watching this live feed. Mendez Skies, thank you for watching. My wife, Amanda, and uh, newly joined, David EKL, one of the team WWE OBX uh, 
Originals, CWO is what we call it for short. Uh, come over and hang out with us and um, come enjoy the podcast. This is my last podcast hosting here in the WCMS studio. I will be moving next week. Next week, I'll be in a different studio, which is exciting. Uh, I will say so long to this studio today after I'm done mixing everything down and, and handling my business. But on to some news where I want to thank our sponsors, which we don't have today with a commercial-free podcast. I want to thank our sponsors. Their sponsors are Village Hardware, OBX Bio Bonds, and the Bell Haven Pool Room, which is rumoredly, supposedly, as the coldest beer around. Not a big drinker, as most of y'all might know from listening to these podcasts, but I kind of want to see if they have the coldest beer. We're going to have to take a trip down there to get beer, guys. All right, on to some news you may not have known, but now you will. I hate to say it. This is why I put it first, because I don't want to say it later. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella are two weeks apart being covered. I don't care for Nikki Bella. I would rather have just Brie around. Nikki, what you did to John was unspeakable. You'll never have my trust. You'll never have my vote. You will never have my anything because you're a self-centered person, I think. And, and that's putting it nicely. I could say a lot more meaner things. I just don't want to. Because I don't think you deserve that. Stuff. That kind of publicity. Any publicity is good publicity, but you don't deserve it, and I'm not going to give it to you because I hate it. <laughs> to put it nicely, I think. For what you did. Brock and Matt Riddle from NXT uh, had a little bit of a confrontation backstage at the Royal Rumble with Brock telling Riddle, and I quote, We will never work together. Riddle has been saying for months now on Twitter, on his social media accounts, that him that he will retire uh, the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. And even went back to Twitter after he got confronted by Brock, he went back to Twitter and said that this match will happen. He will get what he wants and he does not like people saying that. I think he's hot. And if we all know Matt Riddle, he hangs out at a couple of joints, if you know what I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying. As I said earlier, Edge is back. New details about his contract have been released whether they are true or not true i'm just telling you what i know it's a three-year deal three to five-year deal depending on how things go worth three million dollars per time he shows up uh one of those times he shows up and is scheduled to have a match is at this year's wrestlemania in tampa bay it looks like it's going to be going towards randy orton Mm, mixed emotions about that I would love to see them tag team up again. Just to, you know, you put people in a tag team, kind of people like, you know, Edge returning. You put them in a tag team so they don't have to do as much. Kind of like Undertaker and Kane at Saudi Arabia. You put them in a tag team, they don't have to do as much. Not saying Edge is out, you know, is winded or out of shape, but I just think that him and Randy Orton could have put on a good tag team match. So... Welcome back, Edge. I wish I was $3 million, $3 million you know, more. 
three million dollars is a lot, guys. I mean, just to show up three times, have three matches. I mean, does he deserve it? Debatable. But WWE's got three million dollars just thrown around to a, uh, a legend like that, a returning legend, a uh, Hall of Famer. And uh, I need to step my game up. This podcast is good. <laughs> this podcast needs to be going somewhere. So to all my listeners out there, you know, pass the word along. WWE mentality is the place to be. Um, as we saw Sunday at the World Rumble, AJ Styles took an awkward sell, selling the spear from Edge. Um, it's reported that AJ Styles has a shoulder injury to the extent that it's at. I do not know. It looks like he's going to be out a couple weeks. When you take a fall like that, you think, ro- you know, rotator cuff and that could take uh, quite a quite a long time but yeah AJ Styles being out for a indefinite amount of time Samoa Joe has also reportedly been evaluated for a concussion that he sustained on Monday Night Raw with his match alongside Kevin Owens that's where he went Samoa Joe exited the match and uh, that's what happened to him so US champion I told you I had to news about Andrade, U.S. champion Andrade suspended 30 days for failing the wellness policy. That's two superstars this past month in January that have failed this policy alongside Robert Roode. Stop juicing. That's all I can tell you. Stop juicing. Stop being an idiot. I mean, you have everything. You have Charlotte Flair. You have the t- freaking U.S. title. What I think should happen is if you get busted, you drop the title right then and there. You vacate it, you're done personal opinion but that pretty much wraps up the show again I want to say my condolences go out to Kobe Bryant's family all of them all the families that involved in that helicopter crash it was a very sad day in in the world to have a legend pass like that uh, as well as his daughter who was going to be a a really good basketball star Um, always check out our pages WW Mentality Go to YouTube, like and subscribe, and comment on our stuff. You can jump, you know, jump on our Facebook page and do a, do that as well. I hope everybody has enjoyed the show. I'm getting off here. I've got a lot to do today. It's only 11:25. That does it. Um, it's been great talking to you. I'm glad. I hope everybody enjoyed the Rumble. I give the Rumble a B plus in grade. It wasn't perfect. Had definitely had some miscues and some botches every once in a while, but you know that's going to happen. But it was very good, solid pay per view for WWE, and they and they need it. So uh, we'll look forward uh, heading down the road to WrestleMania. This is my last time at WCMS Studio, and I want to thank everybody here for being so cordial, so patient with me, uh, teaching me some stuff. I will be heading over to another studio next week, so always tune in. Always listen, always like, always comment, always share. And that's all I can tell you. And again, I hope everybody enjoys the show. I hope we, I hope we deliver great content. And um, we're very informative, I think. And I hope you think that as well. So all the people watching on Facebook Live, thank you for joining me today. Uh, all the people listening not on Facebook Live that missed out on my Facebook Live, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, keep slamming. Stay wonderful, guys. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Kiss kiss and hug your loved ones. And uh, always remember life is short. Uh, You never know when your time is up. Um, 
All I know is my time 